0: Welcome to another episode of Your of Death. As always, I'm Lauren Rosenberg, joined by my illustrious co-host, Michael Servino. Uh, we're really just kind of shooting the shit today. Uh, I'm literally recording this at 8.14 my time. What is 9.15 in Atlantic City, New Jersey? Late night hours. Late night hours. We're, we're hustling and bustling only for you guys. Um, there's a lot to talk about in the vein of things because Saturday night yesterday as of this recording um there was a lot of interesting stuff happening in the world of deathmatch wrestling as a whole we'll get into all that we'll give our takes um incidents 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 seem to be the narrative of yesterday's independent wrestling landscape from a flaming boot to a near concussion or two to um staple boards we'll get into it all because god forbid. We have some interesting takes on these and um, and much more, just so you know. Um, I first want to give my um, sincere um, thoughts and prayers to Travis Dykes, um, which gets us into the first thing. If I don't know if any of you have seen or if it hasn't got around yet. It's going to get around this week. Um, Travis Dykes suffered some really serious cuts. Um, for the sake of this episode, if it's going to be on YouTube, I'm not going to show you this because I'm pretty sure it would be taken down in a heartbeat and I don't want that happening to the network or ourselves. Yeah, we can't show it. Yeah, it's it's, it's very, it's very very gruesome. Back cut open. Um, it was at TPW with Josh Crane, which by the way, I, I don't want to talk that poorly about a talent, but in I do not tolerate talent trying to get heat off of a spot that I've been hearing that should have never probably happened. Um, I've heard from numerous sources and people that have um, either watched the show or I've seen clips. They said this spot should have never happened. Do not know why it was even a thing. The match immediately had to be stopped and, um, crane decided to boast about on social media, which again, um, I don't want to talk too poorly about us, but I I do I cannot in any good conscience be like oh yeah well done this is this is yeah. this took things too far I think you would agree with the same sentiment I'm not too sure. Well, this is disgusting.
1: Like straight up, it looked like his um his back looks like a piece of meat like that at a butcher shop like, and I don't want to see that stuff. I really don't like there's a, a limit to what you and I both enjoy. And that might surprise some people because we're, you know, deathmatch wrestling <laughs> fans, but there is like a, a kind of a, a line that you don't really cross. And I don't really like that stuff. And um, man, like that's going to permanently really hurt the guy. That's um, all I, can, I can't support that either. And this wasn't, this wasn't like, a, Oh, Sakuda did it last week with Kasai. Yeah. I was
0: going to say, That was the other thing I was going to talk about with this. Sakuta and Kasai did almost virtually the same kind of thing in a different variation, and no one's talking about that. It's like, oh, Sakuta got really nasty cuts, but it's not Kasai's fault.
1: But I feel like because Sakuta went into it, like, with a lot of experience and knowledge. Yeah, like, he understands. I don't think this guy maybe understood the ramifications of doing something like that, or maybe he wasn't told. I, I mean, I haven't really heard of him that much so i i would err on the side of he's probably kind of green right
0: well so travis dykes i had heard he's been wrestling for about 15 years so and he had done death matches before josh crane of course um has had stints in bjw and has been around uh, many of uh, people know him as the guy who teams with dale patrick's with the young dragons so he's been around both guys have been around but um just last night was something that should have never happened and again we've seen death matches where there's a lot of hack and slash kind of stuff but if but if i'm being told that travis dykes was in absolute pain and telling people on social media that this probably should have never happened and this is the first match in his career where it's had been stopped by a referee not by anything else like that, yeah, that, that doesn't no, look man. good in any sense of the word. And I mean, again, I'm trying really hard to be as constructive about this, but it, it just, this, there's there's a line that was crossed last night. And, a for, and, then, and again, this is going to make the deathmatch community look bad, which is unfortunate. And me and you trying to be ambassadors of a more positive deathmatch community... Mm-hmm and we see stuff like this, it just kind of hurts.
1: Yeah, you can't defend that. And, like, this takes no skill to do something like that. I'm sorry. Like, the Sakuda Kasai incident, it's not really an incident. They, like, did, like, a, a power bomb off the top rope, like, and mm-hmm. then there was some really good wrestling in that match. Like, this was just, like, I'm going to swing and hurt the guy. So, no, they're not the same. And, uh it, it,
0: yeah. It's just, and um, there has been some very strong social media responses to this. I'm just going to leave it at that um certain promoters have even chimed in on this and i think that tells more of a story than just the incident itself and the ramifications the ramifications are going to be very high for this and i think um this isn't a work i just want to put that out there i know there's with wrestling there's supposed to be a suspension of belief and sometimes things are shoot or work this is not a work this is real life and i mean Luckily, I've seen on social media Travis is feeling better. He's getting a lot of support from wrestlers and fans alike. Um, and we send our support to Travis because, um, again, this is a spot that should have not happened. Um, Has Staples this, ever been used like that? I really, I've ne- this is the first time I've really seen that's Staples. That's what I'm saying.
1: Like, did they know this would happen?
0: No, I, I just <laughs> like, I think <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to insult TBW, right? Again, we should put this out there. We should, we should probably do this as an intro every time our opinions are not associated with any promotion our are um the words that we say here and now are not affiliated or we are not being paid by anyone to say these things this is just two guys who are fans of the genre putting their two cents to everything and um tpw i, I don't know who made that weapon or who or what but Give or take, this is a really, really bad situation. That could have probably been a lot worse. This is how athletic commissions get involved. Exactly. I mean, look, there's already athletic commissions out there in um, Maryland, in Kentucky, in Missouri, in a lot of these certain places that if they see this, they're going to be like, yeah, this, this kind of stuff is not happening in our...
1: That's ammo for like don't come to our state you know yeah basically yeah and that sucks because there's some good stuff out there dude there's some great stuff in this in this genre but there's some terrible stuff too yeah
0: we we have i think me and you have both seen our fair share of life or death incidents of course i mean we could go all day about that but we're not but yeah in, in the meantime i just want to get my best wishes of travis dykes mm-hmm, for sure um, wishing the best in recovery take the time you need man I know he have been doing this for 15 years, and this is the first time, as he put out in 15 years, he's ever had a ref stop a match of his, which Jeez. is, which I mean, he's had good marks. It seems like he's a guy who's had good marks with people, but unfortunately, um, I'll just say, I mean, this is some goof, goof stuff as this is someone some
1: outlaw mud show stuff as yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that's another guy, but we're not going to get into that because, God forbid. Um, but anyways, I just want to get that out of the way because um, that's something that I believe is going to be a hot topic for maybe the next week or so. So, I want to get that. that. Um, then also, of course. In- incident 2? Um, yeah. Incident uh, 2. <laughs> incident 2. And then um, the other kind of incident, of course, we're talking about um, GCW la um the big story coming out of that of course is none other than everyone's favorite um new jersey resident joey janela doing a flaming super kick to drew parker which by the way won the match i don't want that to be overshadowed here um joey janela did a super kick with a flaming boot to drew parker and unfortunately it seemed joey suffered a few burns that that fire was not going out um I'm going to say this about this spot. And I think there will be people who will say the fire spots are unnecessary. I'd say probably because if you're not, if you don't know how you're going to do them, and if you're not going to tr- practice enough to do them, and you're just doing it on a whim, it, it's almost 95% of the time not going to go well.
1: I, I don't, I don't really like them.
0: I just like, I mean, we've seen flaming tables on TV. We've seen, um, flaming elbow pads from schlack for years we've seen a lot of stuff here and there with fire but i just if m- most fire spots are not going to go the way you want
1: i it's so um, could, i have a friend who's a deathmatch wrestler sadie suicide okay um and she's like really into like fire like fire breathing she's okay like yeah trained at it and she told me that whenever, like, somebody says, like, I want to do a fire spot, and she's, like, involved in the conversation, she'll, like, be like, absolutely not, don't do it, because it's so unpredictable and dangerous, and, like, that's her years of experience, and, like, that's, you know, it's true, it's, it's so unpredictable, and I've, you've seen, I've seen fire go wrong so many times. I I have, too. But, but I will say this, people that are, like, really on Janela right now, uh, and GCW saying it's, like, a mud show, and why would they even try something like this? Well, you know who does this all the time uh and everybody loves it who watches this uh keno from pro wrestling noah uh
0: oh, he literally yeah. lights
1: his uh this is his spot basically that he does he does he did it to the great muda um all these guys over there, and um usually once he kicks the person the 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 foot pad goes out it um or he yeah. just kind of pats it out like it's so maybe they like they saw that and they thought it would just go well, out. Well, I mean, with the force again,
0: yeah, I think that's kind it seemed like that was the intention, but um, I mean, I'm just going to go back to another infamous fire spot that happened last year with JJ. Uh, I knew Allen you to this one. Because the one thing that absolutely blows my mind for some reason or another is these guys who think they can do these flame spots, especially professional, uh, so-called professional stuntman. And then it com- like it gets more and more worse, and you're seeing there's like, where's a fire extinguisher? Like, yeah, aren't that most
1: was disturbing.
0: aren't most public buildings supposed to have a fire extinguisher? Like, if you know they were gonna do something like this, at least having say I, I will say though, I appreciate the fans who threw water bottles in there to help Joey, out.
1: and and Lauderdale w- came in there with the save, um, like.
0: And I think it's it's interesting how. Uh, I will say, and I, again, I don't want to dig on anybody, but this is just what I've seen through years of supporting Joey Janela. The Joey Janela heat on the internet wrestling community is some of the most appalling stuff I've ever seen in my life.
1: Yeah, they're because, t- dude. It's like they get, think it's cool, no. so it's the cool thing to do to hate on Joey.
0: You get one of three things. You get the people who are absolutely positively anti Janela to the core
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then like a few weeks later, nothing it's like nothing. You get the people too you get the people who are like oh anti g c w this this is another one against g c w Brett Lauderdale should be out of business, and then number three, you get a combination of the two, which is the most destructive mm-hmm. it is it is not good it is. And some of these fans, I, I could bet you 10 bucks that probably most of these fans who commented could probably not run a wrestling promotion in their life.
1: Well, yeah, I would also say, like, they probably don't watch the product. No,
0: they don't. They just, because this is something that I think me and you have had a conversation about before, but gift wrestling has become the dominant norm in today's society because there's so much wrestling going on that it's not easy yeah. to watch this, watch ECW at. 10 at night 10 at night here 11 at your time or watch like aiw uh at like eight in the evening here nine at your time yeah like people rely on these little clips to get them by and there's people like yourself who do them productively and then there's people who are just like this sucks this is terrible this is it's like I bet you you probably didn't watch any of the show and you just saw this and you just impulsively reacted. And again, I, I'm trying not to dig here, but
1: no, people like that. Selective, are bad, bro. You can you can. It's do selective.
0: That. It's selective thinking like that. That is gonna that is gonna take wrestling back ten years in the business.
1: It's just such a negative thing to do. It's like I think it's so toxic. Like I, I kind of feel for Joey because um i get this all all the time and i might not do like gifts but i do short clips yes people are clips. so negative sometimes and i'm not going to mention any names but like i you know i've like done wrestlers before and they're like upset about it because there's like so many people that while well, it's getting a lot of likes and if a video goes viral there's so many people like this sucks you're on train like if you don't like it just like just shut up like exactly, you know, i, I do, do not go on to forums or uh, the internet and like talk about stuff that I don't like. Like I don't. I have never done that. I think it's weird. Like if you don't like it, then just don't talk about it.
0: Yeah, That's it's my theory for it's, everybody it's fu- out there. It's funny that we've we've had this conversation hundreds of times by this point, and um, it just it amazes me the kind of and it, like I'm gonna say this as well. If this was any other independent wrestler, if this was even Drew Parker doing that spot, th- there would be very little talk about
1: it. Yeah, they'd probably feel bad for him.
0: They'd feel bad. Oh, poor Drew. Oh, this was his first one. This, that. I'm like, and I feel bad for Drew as well because he went with it. This was a situation out of his hands and he won the match. He had an awesome last spot. He did a swap time by an awful ladder. No one's talking about that. Barbed wire. A bar. Yeah, like he folded a barbed wire and Joey, Joey took that like a champ. But no. We're talking about the flaming boot that everyone gets so mad about. And I'm just like, I get it. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I know people will say, oh, GCW, more mud show. And, oh, the other one, they'll just snitch tag a few certain um, revered wrestling personalities.
1: Yeah, dude, I delete. When that happens, I block the person and I delete the comment.
0: Yeah. not on my,
1: Not happening on Kings Road. Not happening.
0: Not happening with me either, because that's ridiculous. Um, This is a little PSA I'm going to put out, but fans, please stop. For the love of God, please. I'm sorry I'm going to say this. Stop tagging A, B, C, wrestling personalities towards certain spots you don't like. It does nothing for you. You are not getting the attention you deserve. You are just a fan. You're a fan. And I'm sorry. I had to say that because it just, it has, it has grinded my gears for years where someone's like, someone sees a death match spot. And then they're like, oh, I got to go on Twitter and tag. I a- wonder E-C-C. what he would think of this. Yeah. I want to know what he thinks of this. He probably doesn't care. He has a it wife is- and a, and a, well, let's we'll see. Wife and a life that has been very much the epitome of a lot of conversation. But yeah. <laughs> if you know who we're talking about, congratulations. If you don't know, well, I'm sorry, you just don't.
1: Yeah, I feel like they know.
0: <laughs> they know. They know. I, I don't care. I just had to say that because it's just it is some of the most destructive and least. Con-
1: yeah. Go outside, touch here. grass. You know, so go for go
0: outside, walk. go on a walk. Yeah. <laughs> Live life.
1: Get off Twitter for an hour, you know. Yeah, be it, good for everybody.
0: It'll benefit you. But no, the Joey stuff. And I will say the other thing that I've been seeing, this is more recent, we just talked about off recording, is the the so-called major promotion fans who want to um tag the promoter and tag he'll say. I will not tolerate this as a major fan of the promotion. And your profile picture is of someone that is not you. I don't know about you, but that's just. Um, no credibility uh, for me. None. Yeah. Like I get it. You want to complain. Fair. But this was like, I'm, I am want to speak to the manager kind of ordeal. And I, I, that's not cool to me. I'm sorry. That just
1: Dude, what, Vince McMahon himself was. Uh, I know he did an interview
0: with Pat McAfee. I, yeah, he was like,
1: I don't pay attention to any of those people online. Like that's probably good advice.
0: That is, I I am not the biggest Vince McMahon fan, but that is some of the best advice you could give yeah. anybody.
1: I mean, the guy's been doing it for a while. <laughs> I, I think he I probably would. was
0: one of the greatest heels to ever be in the business. He is. Mm-hmm. He was the heel, so I do respect him that. But man. That is some good advice. So, anyways, yeah. that's the Joey Janela stuff. I mean, a good, good for Parker though. No, uh, good, I'm I'm so happy Drew. I'm, I'm happy Drew's back here. He's got a really awesome set of matches. This was only number one. I'm really excited for the Ares match. If you guys know me outside the Death Match world, Ares is one of my favorite luchadors. Yeah, going. he's awesome. I met him at Hammerstein. Super cool, dude.
1: He is really nice. I I met him as well at VXS. Uh, and that's the promotion they're wrestling for. So shout out yeah. to Isaac and VXS. Um, y'all should order that on fight.
0: Yeah, please. I'm I'm really excited. I'm gonna order that because that show top them out, but that Lucha Extrema with Drew is gonna be absolutely awesome. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be good. Uh and then we got Parker participating obviously in the big
0: tournament uh, survival again. And of course, uh the other thing before that, Vegas with um Ken yeah Rini yamashita teaming for the first time ever which is very interesting against team um how do i put this team i'm trying to i'm trying to figure out a good way to it's alice colone and johnny murdoch are teaming together it's team teamwork i almost want to say team teamwork can they coexist can they coexist obviously they're not going to coexist no it's it's going to be fun watching that completely disintegrate before our very two eyes but yeah. you know man i love
1: um, i love uh Rena and drew i can't wait to see that
0: yeah that's gonna be really fun but yeah it's like i love the murdoch was on twitter he's like hey brett how can you do this to me <laughs> and i'm like as a joke i was like i put a gif i was like i don't like teamwork and i'm like hey is this you
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude it's gonna be great for um
0: it's be a know, great the hardcore into-
1: deathmatch community that like Everyone picks their sides, Cologne or Murdoch. Now they're going to be together. That's kind of cool. It's actually a um, good idea.
0: I'm just going to say this, and all you Twilight fans can come at me later. But Alex, Team Alex or Team John Wayne Murdoch is better than Team Jacob and Team Edward. Just yeah, that's true. Just saying. I know there are Twilight fans that listen to my show, but y'all, Team uh, Team Alex or Team John Wayne—that's the real battle of 2022. Um, yeah, and of course, TOS, he's announced first round against Cole Radrick. Um, just kind of a recap. Um, so Drew Parker versus Cole Radrick was announced for TOS round one. Remy Yamashita versus Hoodfoot was the other round, first round. And of course, if you want the rest of the details of TOS, head on over to our last episode where we kind of fully go into the coverage of it. <coughs> so. Uh, mm-hmm. But, of course, there's still two more first-rounders. And uh, one thing we didn't cover much, and I should apologize for this, we didn't cover the Deathmatch Hall of Fame inductions. Okay. Um, And, um, of course, if you guys are curious, um, this is probably one of my favorite classes. I mean, last year's was really good, but this might trump it.
1: This is like CZW to the. This max. is literally like
0: CZW, IWA, mid-South at its finest. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, you had Toby Klein, you have Wife Beer, you have um, JC, JC Bailey, which um for us Midwest Deathmatch fans, JC was really the first guy to break out. I mean, if you really want to go that deep, Danny Havoc, because he's he's telling me a cylinder, Iowa transplant yeah. but i mean jc really represented the midwest deathmatch scene so well so i'm so happy to see jc getting his flowers here a guy i never thought this was even possible to be honest i mean he was he was a indianapolis i believe he was an indianapolis indiana kid yeah. so um and um so those are the three um if you're curious um, Matt and pondo's inducting jc bailey they got deranged to induct um Durange to induct Toby Klein and um I'm trying to remember who's inducting Life Beater. Oh, Nick Bondo. Sid Nick Bondo is inducting okay. Life Beater. But I of got course VIP for that. I did too. Um, I believe tickets are still on sale for the Hall of Fame. VIP's fun if you haven't done it before, it's fun. You get to sit with a couple of wrestlers, maybe even someone from the Hall of Fame class. You never yeah. know. And you just get to have a good time, some drinks. Just have fun. I had. Um, I was sitting with Effie and Jimmy Loy last year. Shout out Effie, and um, thank you for instilling my love of Diet Coke. Thank you. Um, I know me and him had a whole discussion about Diet Coke. It was so great. Good. Yeah, right. I'm a Diet Coke guy too. So yeah, I will. It's great. Um, but, <laughs> but no, it was fun last year, and um, this year is going to be no different. And then, of course, COS. Um, John Wayne Murdoch, Alex Cologne in the cage. Cardona survival. returning
1: to the show. Cardona,
0: work. Lufisto versus Masha, which I'm really excited about. I've been, i hope they death it up. No. Lufisto ain't a death match lady. But she she's is done, she's she, on a few spots. She's on a few spots, but I think for me, that's just gonna be that's just gonna be a pure match that is just gonna really be awesome. Lufisto, Lufisto is truly one of the gr- Greatest woman to have ever been in an independent wrestling ring, honestly. Mm -hmm. I've seen some such amazing matches with her. And then, of course, I mean, if you know from Shimmer, because Dave Prazak, the brain mind behind Shimmer, for all us Illinois people, we can brag about the great Dave Prazak. I know it's not death matchup, but as as an Illinois wrestling fan, Dave Prazak did so much for women's wrestling in general. One of the greatest minds in wrestling. I don't care where he's been or what he's done. Like Dave Prezak is an amazing mind mm-hmm. for professional wrestling. I mean, this guy was in Mid South managing CM Punk. That is how long his linea- lineage has gone.
1: He just did a promo for them too.
0: Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, he's he did a thing for IW Mid South. I mean, he is he has benefited so much from being in Mid South. I mean, I remember his um. independent wrestling hall of fame speech that I was at after Punk basically told him to go Ian Rodden on the crowd Um, Dave was like I know Ian Rodden definitely has a reputation but there is not a greater mind one of the greater minds in wrestling than Ian Rodden so yeah we love that.
1: Ian's the man
0: Uncle Ian I always call him Uncle Ian So um, probably
1: the greatest indie promoter ever
0: (laughs) man
1: he's up there 19 There's no one that's been doing it for 26 years.
0: Yeah, that's something that has always crossed yeah. my mind. It's like CZW went up, but they're back, question mark. And yet Ian Rodden's still running strong, whether it's in Jeffersonville, Indiana, Indianapolis, or running King of the Death matches with 24 guys and 12 women. He's done it all, and, I mean, he deserves – credit for that so yeah, I mean, he
1: deserves his flowers i would uh put him in the hall of and the, either the indie or either, either. Of either. i mean yeah
0: and also mind you he was one of the first american wrestlers to really bring deathmatch to a modern platform in ecw the taipei deathmatch I mean, Dude, like, honestly
1: a lot of stuff is because of him yeah, yeah it but, really he, he yeah. kind
0: of is i know we we've talked i know aew fans love to Brag that don Callis was the invisible hand but to me ian ron was the invisible hand of independent wrestling
1: yeah dude uh-huh. he like i feel like you could thank ian for like punk really could, a lot of a lot of uh, I,
0: punk really got his start with iwa but then punk really elevated himself in ring of honor and of course i should just give kind of a shout out to sean taggart of course the host of pure the introspective uh unofficial ring of honor podcast for the count out network he is a i know he's been going through some stuff um want well, i wish him the best in the return of pure very soon but anyways um yeah really punk iwa to ring of honor to w to aw is it with an mma stint here and there um he's he's evolved but anyways that's we're now going so off topic, I don't even care anymore. So yeah,
1: sorry about everyone.
0: No, 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 that's fine. You know what? Uh, we'll keep it all on as we say. It's it's no holds bar, baby. Um then um I want to get into the show that you were at and officially uh-huh. sponsoring. H2O presented Tremont's deathmatch tournament number two. This time a tag team deathmatch tournament. Um. This looks. This, I will say this out of H2O's deathmatch tournament attempts. This might have been the best one from yeah. the from the actual deathmatch tournament they did with Jimmy Chando winning, Jimmy Chando Lion winning to um, the first iteration of Dream deathmatch tournament to this. This was a really well done tournament. I liked that the stiffs were not as outrageous in the beginning. It made you wait. For all the goodies mm-hmm. um but, but they even, did incorporate
1: uh some glass into the preliminary round so they I, did I, that was a big complaint of mine you guys know know me in the, in the glass i love it so um
0: i will say out of the first round matches i think the best match and i know um i was telling i was on the kind of discord having kind of a watch along with people um just moss is still very newish but her and Declan versus Louie and Bam was probably the best yeah, match yeah. of round one.
1: I also liked Mitch Vallon and... Oh, yeah,
0: Mitch and um, Anthrax versus Schlack and Dude, uh, he got the Storm of Entrails. So yeah,
1: bro. Uh, like He got sliced on his cheek.
0: And oh, he had a wow.
1: Dash, and he had his lip cut open. Like Oh, the,
0: man. Geez. Um, and From- I also,
1: like, it wasn't really... It was kind of more hardcore oriented than Deathmatch. Yeah. Oriented. But I, I thought the Austin Luke Kennedy Copeland uh like ladder match with Lucky and Dylan, that was yeah. sick, bro.
0: That was a yeah, good match. I thought that was more of a hardcore match, but I will say this. They're really Austin's really good. Austin Austin's good, but I, my group we had a bit of a few gripes. I think for one, Kennedy and Austin could really benefit from a wardrobe change. I think doing the same gear as heels just kind of I don't know, I can't take them as seriously. Like they're good, don't get me wrong. But like if they wore like black pants or a different kind of gear, looking yeah, more yeah. evil, I could really get into them. And I think Austin is one of, again, one of the cornerstones. Um, but that match got really rough the last minute. The the failed twisting suplex onto the ladder that put knocked out Kennedy, it looked like um Austin Luke got concussion, I think, from the lucky 13 stomp.
1: Sorry, I posted that and that went. I got a lot of views. Said that oh, I didn't man. even know that he got hurt from that.
0: Uh, well, he wasn't out at the end of the show. So and on commentary and on commentary, they were like, "Oh, I think Austin Luke has a concussion." So that's what I was under the impression of. But I mean, that was good match but very rough at the end very rough around the edges
1: yeah I like these people and everything so um so you know I feel bad if they get hurt but like it was cool because it was so brutal you know what it was it
0: was a brutal match um also Chris Bradley and um
1: Christian Ross
0: Christian Ross they won they went on and won the tournament of course they kind of flashed back to sore of entrails versus Ross and Bradley at the the infamous Atlantic City show that has um, now lived forever in infamy in H two O history, as we should put it. Well, this
1: main event dude was sick. Like I um, was ringside shooting for this. What what was
0: it, the step? They called it again. It was like a
1: light, like light tubes everywhere, and something. Yeah, the like lights
0: everywhere, something like that. Yeah, it was, an was
1: interesting. Overwhelming. <laughs> this was crazy. Like, this was ah, if craziest. you guys
0: go back and watch this show, you can see like literally. Defending for his life yeah i, I didn't corner.
1: know why. it was scary like it was literally the minute everybody started it was a four-way elimination tag team deathmatch Sherman with a ton of glass and it was just flying everywhere they had slack in the match whenever you have slack and it's it's crazy it was like uh it was just an all-out war train wreck type match and i at one point didn't know where to go because i was up against the ring, and right next to me was Dan O'Hare with a shopping cart of tubes. <laughs> that the left of me was Schlack bleeding out. And then the fans were really like standing up on their feet. So I couldn't go run into the crowd. So I just like crouched down and kind of like just covered my eyes and I was just bombarded tube after tube after tube.
0: Yeah, that was... into me,
1: got blood all over me. <laughs> um and I was like, oh my God. And then I I ran uh, to try to get towards TJ. Uh shout out to TJ Brown Jr. of TJ. Yeah. You and um press. i slipped on the glass because it was so hot in the venue so i just oh, no. uh, yeah and and i just didn't know what to shoot there was way too much going on and it was nuts dude but i came away thinking uh, bradley and ross i like a lot bradley's the, bradley is the man dude like the ending spot which you guys can see the on ladder IW3,
0: die was awesome
1: he went through i counted 20 a bundle of 20 tubes he went wow through, elbow drop it was it was dope and then they missed then they uh matt okay so you want to know how crazy this match was everybody out there tremont was the ref and he was gushing blood yeah. <laughs> so the referee was even bleeding
0: well you know? then that, but that's because of the end of the match when mouse came out with a bundle and bashed him over the head with it and i'm just saying that i'm like i i do like the fashion i know there are some people out there who are kind of like a little iffy about it but I like the direction the faction's going with Ross, Bradley, Luke, Kennedy, and Mouse. And Mouse has always been a uh, stalwart of factions in H2O. Um, and I did see a bunch of hate for Mouse. And I was just like, really? Like, I think they're saying for a rematch with Mouse and treeman on it. If, I actually personally enjoyed the match with... Um, Mouse and Tremont, it was that no real barbed wire match they did at a show. I thought Mouse had the best sell job of any wrestler that Tremont had ever wrestled. I like he Mouse. was selling everything. And like, you don't have to be that great of a wrestler to understand like that selling is so important because you're trying to suspend reality with these matches. If you can sell just a little bit, it goes a far way and Mouse can do that.
1: Yeah. Tremont's a great seller, too. You know, he's like the Tremont's of- one of the
0: greatest sellers in independent wrestling. In my yeah, brain.
1: he's money at it. He's so good at, at selling. But I thoroughly um, I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was a, an awesome show. Like, this felt like uh, there was a couple people out there that were like, man, that felt like a Howell show, especially the end. Like, just yeah, that that chaos, was a yeah.
0: very chaotic main event from a TV standpoint. It's like, oh, wow, this is really good. And then I'm just like thinking to myself, well, my friends are absolutely getting pelted with glass and whatnot
1: i pulled out a piece from my foot
0: i know that's yeah, uh, wow. yeah. that's not safe for work ladies and gentlemen but we'll we'll go with it no,
1: um no more van
0: slip-ons oh
1: man bro what are you
0: doing
1: Grosso and tj wore flip-flops so oh yeah they're nutty
0: <laughs> um but anyways um that was a good fun show to me it was the best death match show that they've done um really good i mean it wasn't as much of a story at that final that final, there was zero storytelling as as, it was very not like h2o but i mean when you're in a fatal four-way elimination with all the light tubes you probably have got it in the world story is going to take a back seat it's going to take a back seat so um that was very chaotic i love that um and yeah i mean that was really a good one um I, I do. I I think all, actually all the first round matches were pretty good for the most part. Um, I just think I think that Declan Grant finally had a real coming out moment this tournament. I think his H2O talent has been somewhat a little lackluster. They've given us some really odd stories as well. It just they don't hit. But I think his I think his presence in this tournament was really benefited.
1: Yeah, I actually like. Came up. I like. I like him now.
0: Him and I Jess. Think. Him and Jess are a good heel couple. And I mean, Jess like bump took on. some. Yeah, Jess took some really nasty bumps in this one. I felt because um, I had said before, Jess Moss was kind of a little green, but I felt like Lou. You had people in there like Louie and Bam and Schlack. They're all like, you know what? Let's 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 take you through the real ringer here. So it almost felt like her coming out party taking a crap ton of bobs.
1: Dylan McKay, too, for the deathmatch. Uh like and I feel like this was kind of a deathmatch coming out moment for him. I I thought he did very well. I, I think
0: did. I think the story of him and Lucky's been very good too. They're like, a
1: good team, man.
0: they they went from being opponents when um I believe Jimmy Lloyd couldn't make it to an HO show. Dylan stepped up, did the match for the day having hardcore title looked good coming out of that then they became tag team partners and i will say that Paley kick mckay did on the ropes was absolutely awesome up' that's gonna have been any better um so yeah, they're,
1: is good man i i have always lucky. been good yeah
0: um so um anything else i mean i know you want to talk about freedoms and give your takes on that i i didn't get to peek at these um but i know that they had their big show at yokohama um which had no glass involved but of course kasai and sakuda still managed to make headlines um i know toru and um whoever he was facing was a very interesting stipulation who did he face ueki no toru faced um masaoka for the belt okay 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 Oh, and then the I, other thing, Uwaki got hurt yeah, that show. And he's out for at least three to six months. And
1: Rina teamed against Rina Yamashita. Who is she with And they faced the ERE?
0: Oh, um...
1: I have everything. Oh, Fuji- Fujita. Okay, who I'm I a fan of.
0: I think um, it's Fujita, because I know they always team in Freedoms.
1: Okay, so I just got done watching um uh the junkasai Sakuda match and uh that was really brutal. Uh so we talked and, about it in the beginning. Um but yeah. uh that was you know they had a they had a butcher's knife board oh, um, man. and That's... a safety pin board with literally like a thousand safety pins on it. It uh, was enough.
0: that safety pin board looked absolutely horrid. It was
1: horrible. Yeah I don't know like man Sakuda's a sick puff. Um <laughs> and then uh I watched um the Masoka Segura match, which was pretty solid as well, but no glass. Um, yeah,
0: it's, it seems like, I mean, I will say this, and I saw the ticket sales for both BJW and Freedoms. BJW managed to actually get a decent crowd at Yokohama, but they're more like hybrid. They do a lot of different stuff, and for them, death matches haven't been the priority. So for them, they can easily draw 1,800 there, but for Freedoms had probably the lowest draw it was only like 700 or so and yeah
1: the big japan ran the day after um everybody and you know that's when we had parker uh, Yu- uh yuko miyamoto for the belt which and was good it just looked like a bigger it looked more it looked like a bigger <sighs> crowd and more call poly- yeah um and that they had a scaffold gusset match type yeah the could-
0: scaffold gusset played bat match and, I mean, I think with the restrictions that they were given, I think both of them did really well. I mean, it, it, again, it seems like the BJW contingent, it's not really about the death matches for them anymore. And it seems, I mean, I, I, we, I'm still kind of baffled at BJW's decision to put the bell on Drew Parker less than a week or about a week. or really it was less than a week before he was already going to go to the States
1: dude and, yeah like we were talking is, about this the last podcast like how like are they gonna do it well they didn't because he won against um uh,
0: Ishikawa in a not in a very vintage Drew and Ishikawa match very well done yeah it was a good match I, I thought I thought though like Ishikawa like is a guy they could rely on like if Drew's leaving it was their young ace then you could have put Ishikawa in that same spot and they didn't do that
1: No, they they, he came out, he won the match, and I was like, okay, that's good. He's going to bring the belt to the U.S. And then took to Twitter and said, I vacated the belt. That made Ishikawa look bad. Why couldn't he just win then, you know? Yeah,
0: it's just, I I, I don't get it. And I know there was supposed to be some match for the deathmatch belt. I don't even exactly know what it is. Like, Ishikawa, Miyamoto, Ito. I think it's like basically like their entire deathmatch division, like some six person match. Okay. I don't even know anymore. I mean, I, I want to cover the internationals as much as I can, but this, it's just hard when you're getting results like this and you're getting just some really silly results.
1: Yeah. Um, I tend to find myself um watching a lot of old big japan and and uh i like freedoms but the old big japan stuff i don't think you could top that so the, there's and they're on they're on youtube a lot of them um illegal, yeah, there uh, are. which we don't endorse but you know you can find them and you they're can't just find them and i mean it's so much it's so much better than like the stuff that's nah, going you know.
0: on now i mean i will say freedoms is really the deathmatch company in japan yeah, that's been yeah. proven over the last few years
1: i do like i do do have a lot of love for big japan though so i mean big i hope japan they find its...
0: some
1: i hope they yeah. find some young stars uh,
0: yeah and, um
1: which will probably get another Edo title reign
0: yep old man Edo title reign get ready ladies and gentlemen um i've, I've been predicting that but anyways um i know also i should probably put out um dmdu is doing their version of war games called the great emu wars war game or war, war game
1: yeah it sounds pretty interesting
0: yeah and um uh, it's the great emu war games june 18th there it'll of course probably be a few weeks before it comes there it's the anti Deathmatch party versus like team dmd which is consisting of like joel bateman Callum butcher damian rivers mad dog and then uh, returning to the ring for the very first time in years um they're not the czw lobo but australia's own lobo is going to be returning and i saw the last show and he came out and um i talked to joel about it like him and Callum were trying to hold back the tears because lobo was a big reason why a lot of the australian death match scene happened so it's kind of a huge deal in Australia deathmatch wrestling that he's back. Mm-hmm. And again, to not confuse anybody, it's not CZW's logo. It's different not the same logo. guy, a different guy. So gimmick, uh-huh. gimmick, gimmick aside, um, that is a big one. Um, as always, give a sh- always gotta give a shot to DMDU. Um, they have also Melee at the Paley, which is a makeup. Um that one I think is just gonna be kind of more of a normal show, but I do see Vixen and Will Walker advertising. So maybe they have a death match. I don't know. Um, but it just looks really um um that's just um that's what's going on there. Um, of course, Joel Bateman's coming back to the US um here starting at the end of June, going to the beginning of July. Um let me just see here. Um, for those of you who are curious, um, starting June 25th, or no, he'll be Thursday, Friday, the 23rd, 24th. He'll be at Sean Henderson presents um in at the HO Center, of course. Um, Sean Henderson, I'm a former YDOD alumni. Um, then the 26th, he'll be at No Holds Bar, ICW No Holds Bar in Newark, New Jersey. Then he'll be back at the HGO Center um S- sunday the 26th um for dropkick depression so he's been booked on tara calloway's show and then of course gets a little bit of a break then july 1st and july 2nd he'll be on the Deathmatch match circus rpw shows and then for those of you who are going to be in town um fourth of july weekend in brooklyn he will be at the new fear city show sunday july 3rd oh yeah so um and Mark show. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so yeah, July 3rd. It's the 4th of July, like their little 4th of July show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a good tour again. Joel Bateman has been great. Um, I believe um no holds barred. He's gonna be facing Casey Kirk, which by the way, um, shots of the Kirks for a hell of a match at the last no holds bar. Hands down it was the best match of the night. Um, that psycho driver that that Brandon does on the chairs is officially probably one of my favorite spots in the world.
1: Yeah. It's dope.
0: It is is absolutely insane. Casey has been on a killer run killer. Casey, give her the flowers, give her the bell. I don't care. No holds barred has single handedly found lightning in a bottle with Casey Kirk. Um, That's going to be fun with her and Joel. Um, But of course I believe also she's um, Joel's facing Colby Carino one night. Um, I believe also, um, he's facing John Wayne Murdoch the 2nd of July. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but he's, I believe he's also faced, I think he might be facing Eric Ryan for the belt night one. I don't know. He might be getting his rematch. Uh, but also, yeah, he's going to be on an RPW show, but he's gonna be around. Um, uh, want to thank him for putting the Yurdos of Death logo on this um tour shirt that i can't show just yet but um i got the message from joel that i'm going to be on it along with um darren mccarty which is kind of an absolute honor to be next to to have my podcast logo to have our podcast logo next to darren mccarty it's kind of crazy uh world we live in so but yeah joel's gonna be back soon um Callum butcher and nixon are gonna be here soon enough for king and queen of the death match respectively um there's just a lot of stuff going on. Um, we talked about a lot today. Uh, but, of course, um, if you guys still want to make sure you're updated on GCW Terminal Survival and King of the Deathmatch, feel free to watch, listen to the last episode. Um, but, yeah, we got a lot done in a yeah, day's work. a
1: lot. I, I didn't even There's, realize it until there, now.
0: There is a lot always to talk about with us, my friend. I mean, we, we can fill an hour faster uh-huh. than we can even do.
1: I get dude so I guess to close it off I'll go with a few match recommendations. Okay, got Obviously, it. Obviously the main event from H2O this weekend I you know go check that out. We talked about it for quite a bit. Um I also enjoyed Schleck versus Murdoch and No Holds Barred in Boston. That was I thought that was a, a really cool like train wreck It match. was good for me But I,
0: but I will say this I get nervous when Schlack lifts someone because that was absolutely horrifying. That lift, like at the end, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That that could have gone a lot worse. I'm glad it didn't. But man. Oh man, but it was boy. it was
1: uh it was like a chaotic match. It so was it chaotic and I
0: that. like that. But like the ending itself like just it. kind of, oh boy, made made me a little nervous.
1: Made him a little nervous. We'll go okay, we'll go with that. Um then uh I got two more. I uh, liked um the Eric Ryan versus uh the face the at uh no, at um XPW.
0: Oh, it was Lucky 13. He faced that
1: Lucky. That was sick. Uh so shout out to both of them. That was a really cool no ring match and I also liked um all, all of Big Joe's performances in uh the Rise Underground Outlaw Cup. The so out,
0: um, oh yeah, Outlaw Cup. Um, Big Joe and Outlaw Cup was great. I gotta say though, another guy who doesn't get enough respect, and a guy I've really become a fan of is Lou Nixon. Lou mm-hmm. Effin Nixon, get on that dude's bandwagon. It is crazy. Like, we've seen like professional fighters get into wrestling. But we've never seen a guy like Lou Nixon be like, "Oh, hey, I'm a professional fighter, but I also love just being glass." And you're just like saying, "I watched him and Donnie Darko." That was the match I was going to say was a great one. What those two had a hell of a match, um, absolutely wild. Lou Nixon and Cologne also had a hell of a match.
1: That was good. Um,
0: yeah. It's just Rise Outlaw Cup. If you haven't seen this, it's going to be on Smart Mark, I believe um and i want to thank big joe for um getting me a copy as well i just wanted he's a long-time listener of the show and good friend um thank you for giving me a copy and um really fun show um i know it's been said around before but rise might be like the new Zona 23 mm-hmm. the real high risk the real danger in death matches again way. I mean, there are fans, like, hugging the the aprons and right up against the ropes. And it's really punk. And it I is, talked to yeah. Joe about it one time. And he's like, punk as fuck. And I'm just like, man, I've been the subject of near getting glass. Like, just be careful. I mean, I, I love when fans get up and get involved. But... Just be careful with flying glass. Trust me. Me trust both of us when we go. Co- yeah. go to these shows. We doesn't do, feel good. Does not feel good. So, um, but you know, yeah. Shout out to uh, um, Rise for an awesome show. I'm excited to see what they do next. I mean, they have a good base, a good foundation of guys there. I mean, Joe Lou Lou um, Clint Margera always has been a perennial favorite. Um, and then you bring in guys like Alex Cologne, who love that, um, the international scene of Deathmatch, um, and um, Donnie Darko, you had um, B.A. Rose was another one who looked like Who's good.
1: Iceman's son?
0: I think it was that Jack... The guy with the face beard, Jack Harpo, or something like that. I everyone. thought it was
1: cool because, dude, those skinny tubes don't give you as much of a pop as the, the big ones in the U.S., so they were swinging them extra hard to make them pop. Yeah, but it was it yeah, was, it was wild. Together, yeah,
0: um, and then the end match, of course, with Joe and Cologne was absolutely wild. The, the two of them just went through absolutely everything, so um, yeah, definitely a good way to end it giving shout out to Rise and j- definitely go check that show out. I believe it's on Smart Mark, also. I believe, um speaking of british kuma or kuma fight um kuma combat okay there i think their show with alex cologne is going to be on iwtv very soon um i know i think it was donnie darko and alex cologne was a match if you've seen the clip of alex cologne with the weed whackers to those tubes it looked absolutely horrid um i believe clint margera was on the show that was like in the middle of some like town square apparently yeah I it looked
1: it looked, it was a beer garden
0: yeah, the beer guard yeah. like middle of town square and um looks really cool. So another promotion that's on the rise, and they just announced um Cal Butcher is gonna be debuting for them this summer. Okay. As well. I think it's gonna be him and Clip Margier for the DMVU deathmatch championship in the future. So that's gonna be really fun. So definitely a lot to look forward to in the UK scene. Definitely keep an eye on them. Um so I think kind of to wrap it up though, as well, um just want to give kind of some thoughts. Um deathmatch wrestling is something that we all, the those of us who like it, we like it. It always pains me when I see stuff about incidents. And it pains me because it, it, it's a marketing community, and I think it's not a good representation of us. Um it just we, we, me and Mike and guys like Stephen A and Anne, Alex Stallone and others. We 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 put a lot of effort into covering this genre of wrestling, and when we see things go wrong and see people start berating it, it just kind of it hurts a little because we're putting in such hard work. We're putting so like mm-hmm. I'm dead serious. We try our best here at Your Dose of Death to cover the genre as best as we can, and we see these kind of things, and you're just like, oh man, this again. So. Yeah. I mean,
1: when you see and, stuff that you just can't really defend, it kind of sucks. Um, it,
0: it just, it's just, it's very unfortunate. So I mean, I just want to put that out there. I mean, um, I, I, we give our all. We 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 come out with episodes biweekly. We are literally on the ground at shows or watching shows. And when we see things like this pop up in our news feeds, it, it just it's it's painful. It's a little bit painful. Yeah, so,
1: so,
0: I just wanted to put that out there, and I mean um again we're not trying to be mean about this but just be mindful of what's going on in the world um there's a lot going on so i mean with wrestling sometimes things do happen and especially with deathmatch wrestling things can go awry i've seen it happen so many times where a spot just goes wrong and and it just seems like there's this kind of narrow-mindedness that oh this is the one spot that's going to ruin things this is the one spot it's like this has happened before this is nothing new one bad accident does not lead to the downfall of an entire genre um i mean we we've had we had the whole thing with a ref cutting his hand yeah i was there for that yeah you were there for that i mean and i want to give my best wishes to that ref as well because this is uh, dangerous
1: it, it, it really is
0: i think people it's funny And I don't. I'm sure this has been publicly spoken about. Was uh, David Arquette when he did the Nick Gage death match? He thought it was all gimmicks. He thought it was all a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I'm like standing there, like I'm like looking back. Um, I'm like, no, this is real life. These are real light tubes. These are these are stuff you can get at Walmart. Mm -hmm. This is stuff. So I mean, it's real life. You just gotta be mindful and be careful of what you're doing out there because um. Me and you, we've never been in the ring and don't plan on it. But I mean, we've watched enough and seen a fair share where we can analyze the little things like this where um, it's just, it pains me when I see people berate. And I mean, it's one of the reasons I started Your Dose of Death. I kind of just got tired of all this negativity. So I started Your Dose of Death because of criticism like that. So, I mean, it's just something that's been on my mind, especially today so i just want to get that Mm -hmm. on. not to end on a sour note i do want you to get your thoughts in for the for this episode what thoughts have been on your mind over the last really two weeks
1: i mean like i would just say and this is always a thought in my head and i think it's a good it's good to think about this that the people that uh do this genre they are they are people you know they um get injured a lot um and it's inherently dangerous what they're doing um and you know like we have a responsibility as fans to respect them to support them um and to just really appreciate the risk that they are putting themselves through for our entertainment uh like when it comes down to it they're not high paying contracts being put out for deathmatch wrestling um you know they're they're doing it for the love of it and to entertain us to make us the fans happy. Um, And they are, you know, going through a lot to give us that. Uh, And and it is a lot just, you know, Lauren and I are friends with a lot of these uh, wrestlers and we hear firsthand the stuff that they're going through after the matches and, you know, the injuries and all that Um, it's a lot just to make us happy. So, you know, it is all for the fans. And I think that everybody just needs to, you know, appreciate it. If, if a spot goes wrong, if somebody gets hurt, you know, don't make fun of the people that, and, and don't, you know, try to do all these things to, you know, take shots or, or get, get over.
0: I think um, the one thing that really is a good way to put it is people trying to get over on their own accord.
1: Yeah. Well, don't make fun of the people that, you know, what I'm trying to say is don't make fun of the people. If the spots go wrong, Uh, just, you know, uh, just appreciate it, you know, because stuff could go really, really wrong and it does. And it happens, you mm-hmm. know,
0: I will say also, I mean, this is a genre of wrestling where people have almost literally lost their life oh, doing this. Yeah, 100%. And, and I mean, it's it is, there has not been a single person that has actually died in a death match, and I hope it stays that way. But it just when people, it's just amazing to me how people can think so little of these people doing this. Like, th- this is what they want to do. It's not what you want to do. And it's their decisions, it's not um, anyone else's. So, I mean, just be mindful of that. I mean, whether you talk to them after a match, whether you buy their merch, take a photo, do whatever, be appreciative of the fact that these guys are doing this, because um, not to try to get even more sentimental, but you never know how long they're going to be on this earth. Um, yeah. He, no, not, I, I... Me and you have both had to kind of go through that hardship with certain wrestlers, and I mean... If you know, you know. And if you don't, I mean, there it's wrestling is not a profession that everyone's clamoring to be in. I'm gonna say that as well. In general, wrestling in general. Like, not everyone's gonna be willing to smack their back on a on a board on like plywood. So I mean, they're doing it for us, the fans. And I mean, me and Mike, we are fans first, and I've always been that way with this show. We are fans first um surely journalist second if you want to call us that i don't care if you do um but this is what we do this is we cover this stuff and um things do go wrong i've seen it you've seen it yeah a lot of us have seen it and i mean the, the last thing they want to do is check their social media and get berated by a bunch of people who have almost zero idea about the hardships that some of these guys go through. So I I think that's really a good place to cap it off. I know um, there's always so much to talk about here in your dose of death, but thank you guys um, for listening to this episode and the next episode and the episode beforehand. Um, Next episode after this one, I just want to look at my dates here. It will be right hot after TOS. It'll be hot after TOS. Yeah. So we'll be doing a recap of Terminal Survival and everything else happening. Um, I will literally um, – might have to push that back because I will have been coming home on a Monday. Yeah, we'll we see about
1: it. it. We'll let it simmer.
0: We'll let it simmer. But just so you guys know, there will be a TOS recap. Um, so anyways, um, thank you guys for listening to th- this episode. And thank you guys for supporting Deathmatch Wrestling and all of wrestling for that matter. Uh, From Lauren Rosenberg to Michael Cervino, to everyone at the Countout Network, uh, please go support Countout. Um, Thank you guys, and have a good rest of your day.